Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here to kick off yet another weekend with some fun Disney talk. And today is going to be a fun show. Ricky and Pam join me, and we just go over some of our personal memories of Epcot over the past 40 years. We talk about the good times we've had in this park. We don't get into the, you know, the details of all the attractions and, you know, when they came online and stuff that's gone away. We talk about, you know, just specific stories we've had. We did a Stormin Norway breakfast and how much fun we had with that with our listeners. Great times at specific candlelight processionals we've had in the past. New Year's Eve, we've celebrated around the World Showcase Lagoon. How about Where's the Fire and the Great Piggy Bank Adventure? Those things stood out right in segways over at Epcot. So many great memories that we share from our personal trips to Epcot. We hope that these memories will make you smile today and maybe bring back some great memories for you as well. As always, today's podcast is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by this weekend to help you plan a great trip to any Disney destination. Check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2164 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope everybody is doing well. And Ian has moved on from uh, Walt Disney World area, Florida area. I know it's moving up the, uh, you know, it's moving up there towards the... Uh, Ricky's area, you know, the Carolinas yeah. and so forth, but hopefully uh, everybody has survived. Of course, we're doing this show earlier, so we do not know everybody's, you know, doing okay. Just a little bit of a soaker there and, and things are improving by the time this show hits your feed, but we are going to try to make your, uh, your day a little bit better with some memories of, I think it's probably all three of ours. We, we love this park. We're going to talk a little Epcot 40 today as every blog, every podcast, everything that hits your feed for about the next 72 <laughs> hours is going to do. So why not us too? But today we're just going to talk personal memories, stories that we've had from inside um, Epcot, fun times we've shared, and just things that you may remember. You have memories similar to ours. So today, joining me from the mouseforless.com, we have Ricky. Ricky, what's going on? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I am so excited to talk about Epcot. Uh, I'm sad that I will not be there for the 40th, uh, but I was there, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's just didn't work out for, you know, how life worked for me this year, but, uh, you know, it's, it's always sad when you, when you miss the milestone like that, but, uh, I'm excited to, to share some memories of Epcot and, and, you know, because I have a lot of them actually. So yeah, I'm good. Let's we're gonna, go. Let's we're gonna do hop this. right in. Yeah. I just got to say real quick, I know you did a quick tour of the Lou. It was your 20th uh, uh, reunion yep. back here at Hazelwood Central in St. Louis. 
You mentioned you had some emos while you're in town. I got to give, give a shout out to our good friend Wade up in Nebraska because we were talking about emos. He ordered an emos 10 pack. He's got 10 emos pizzas heading his way up to Nebraska. He's so never, I never get had it. Them. I've never had them. I've thought about doing it, but the shipping <laughs> on it is so expensive. Is but I've definitely, yeah, it's real expensive. But I've absolutely, I've I've 100% thought about doing it. So um, it has crossed my mind as well. So I don't blame you, Wade. I would have done it there as well. Go. So, so we're going to have to get yeah. some because he's never had it. So I'm, I'm super oh. curious. He's going all in. Like he's never had one. He's got gotcha. So he, Yeah, and, really. And he no kidding. Me, like okay. he's got every kind like all different kinds of pizzas heading his way That's so awesome. we're gonna That's have to awesome. check that out all right also joining us from the home of permanti brothers which i do follow on social media it is a great great follow on the socials we have the co-owner of the magic for less travel pam forrester pam what's going on i know right i mean all these the the restaurants that have like good social media i love good social media and i think for a restaurant that involves right pictures of food right you have to have those up every yes, now and then yes. funny stories or just informational stories. I like a good funny story though. I like a social media that has a sense of humor about yes. themselves and and their business. I think yes. that's important. Um, it's just a, a funny kind of thing. So lots of good stuff there. And plus if they have daily specials, why are you not putting these on social media like at different times? That's one, another thing I like to do. So, you know, mm -hmm. just saying. But yes, lots of good stuff. And I love talking about Epcot. It's my favorite park most of the time. Most of the time. And Wade, Wade's in our live chat and he says the key is you got to order more of the shipping's less. And I'll tell you what, I've almost pulled the trigger on Portillo's. That's a place that I they, they do a good social media too. And they have those dogs yes. and they have roast beef and they have all kinds yes. of like packs you can buy to get you shipped. Know you can go to Portillo's in Florida, right? In Orlando. There is one. There's one right yeah. next to Walt Disney World. Just opened like in the last year. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's one that's in Springfield. It's only like 90 miles from our house. That's the closest one. But we, you know, we go in Chicago and Schaumburg and stuff for cheer competitions. But right. oh, that's some good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And if, so anyway, let's get to talking about the topic. We can talk about food all day. So oh, yeah. Epcot's turning 40, obviously, this weekend. Some people are disappointed that there's not huge celebrations, you know, that we could save that for another time. I thought we would just take this opportunity to spend 40 minutes celebrating the memories that we've had. Because we've had some incredible times together. Um, we've been there many, many times together as a podcast in the park and done mm -hmm. stuff for the podcast in the park, but also individually stuff we've done before we even had the show. And when I just think Epcot 40, let me go to Pam first. Cause Pam, you've had more time in the park than we have. Cause I didn't get to, you know, I didn't see really any of the original stuff. I kind of got into the parks in the, uh, gosh, probably in the late nineties. So I didn't see, you know, all the cool, cool stuff that I've always read about and <laughs> saw, you know, read about, hear about stuff like that. But what are some of your memories of Epcot as we celebrate 40 years of this very unique park? Wow. So this is, I mean, it's going to go back about 40 years. We visited Epcot, uh, Walt Disney World, probably about the year after Epcot opened, if not, you know, later on in the year. Um, my parents had gone without us, right? How could that even Yes. Work? But um, we were still in school, and so then they planned another vacation when we got to go. And I remember just walking in, and there was nothing like it. Epcot was so unique. There was, it, it, like they always say, like, oh, you make learning interesting and whatever, and the whole, like, edutainment thing that had started. But there really wasn't anything else 
out there like Epcot, that they had a way of presenting information that was educational, was entertaining, and really wanted you to learn more. And I was probably at the prime age for that um, in that space and time, but it really made it seem like, gosh, there's a whole other way to present this information. And it seems so modern and new. And there are concepts that we absolutely were not covering in the school that I went to. Um, so just lots of good stuff from, uh, you know, all the different countries to the different pavilions. Epcot was just unique and I was totally in love. That's a good opening statement there. I like it because we're going to dive into some real specifics. That, that <laughs> yeah. is a great way to start the show though, because that's exactly what I want to hear. Ricky, what about you? What's your kind of opening thesis here for Epcot at 40 <laughs> memories? Epcot, you know, it has, it has definitely uh, seen a lot of changes. Um, it has grown. It has, uh, you know, it's, it's morphed into uh, different things. Um, and I feel like, you know, as, as much as people uh, like to, you know, say, oh, it's not the same park as it once was. Well, you know, none of the parks are really the same park as they, you know, originally intended My to be. My goodness, they're like, not know, the same. Like, I feel like they've all kind of morphed, haven't they? So, yeah. um, you know, I feel like Epcot, you know, despite the fact that it has morphed a lot, um, it has morphed into a park that is, I think, absolutely fabulous. I enjoy spending a lot of time there. Um, it's probably the park that I do visit the most. Um, and, you know, I do love, you know, that, that edutainment factor that, you know, they, they do, I'll admit they've, they've kind of gotten away a little bit from it as, as time has gone by, but, you know, I feel like they still try to like add some of it to the parks as, you know, park as well as, you know, like they'll have different exhibits and, and, and things like that, um, you know, that, that pop up and, and like, you know, at, at the American Adventure, they had the exhibit about, you know, the soul, uh, and they had all the, um, the, the different types of instruments and things like that for, you know, to kind of go along with soul, you know, like, and it was just kind of cool, uh, to get to experience that. And, um, so there's still like that edutainment factor to it. And you just got to know kind of that it's going to be intermixed with, you know, things like now Guardians of the Galaxy, which of course isn't the most educational of attractions, although I do like the way that they try to spin it and make it kind of educational-ish. Um, you know, they, they make it into its own pavilion and, and its own uh, educational type pavilion. But Epcot, you know, it has grown, it has morphed. It is not the same park that it, it started as, and I don't think that's a bad thing. So no, I, agree. I love Epcot. And by the way, I just thought of this while you were talking there. Epcot was 25 when we started this podcast. Think about that That's for crazy. a second. Yikes. Epcot was 25 years old. It's 40 now. And we're still doing the show. Like, oh, Yikes. what's going on? Whoa. I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Little perspective there. Okay, so when I, I'm thinking about random memories that we've had personally in Epcot. And I'm thinking about one with my family that I, I can't remember if it was during the podcast or right when the podcast started, maybe pre-podcast. But one of the things that was uniquely Epcot that we loved, this is one of the things we love doing at Epcot that is so bizarre. And some people remember probably doing this with their families. I like bringing back these memories, maybe connect with, connect with these. We always did Where's the Fire and the Great Piggy oh, Bank yeah. Adventure. We loved those yeah. things up in Interventions. We always did those. And like we would do, like we would get in there and we would have the best time. Like, we, we pay this money to go in this park with all these thrill rides, right? I mean, you could ride Spaceship Earth. You could do Living with the Land. You could go over to the seas. You could ride Soarin'. You could do Test Track. You could do, you know, Mission Space. You could do all this cool stuff. And here we are 
And I always want to buy one of those piggy banks. Like why they did not sell those piggy banks. They did like, sell them. Did they? They were like the cutest yes. little thing. You like, could buy them online. You you could buy them from their web, the, the great piggy bank. It was like Mutual like, of Omaha what, or something. Or yeah, what? yeah. Whatever like company would like ran that um that attraction. I don't remember what it is at this point, but yes, you could buy a piggy bank from them online. Well, they should have had a stand right there next to the dang thing. I know, that would have been more genius, of course. I mean, like, it was like the devil and the the angel on my shoulders. Like, dude, just steal one. No, I'm not going to steal one. Like, but it's cute. You know, (laughs) because it was so cute. But anyway, I I never did, trust me, because I'd have it, like, sitting right behind me. Um, But here's the thing. Like, it was just, like, it was cool because, like, my kids were both, Paige at at the time, and I think Mallory got to do this, too, is that you would have fun discover it, it, it was pure Epcot, right? Because you were learning a little basic economics. And then I knew when they, because I was a teacher at the time, I knew when they got into elementary school, you're not teaching the entire lesson inside of an inventions. But when they get to this topic in school, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I remember. We talked a little bit about that when we were on our vacation at Epcot. Same thing, right. like with fire safety. I still remember, like, we go around that house with those flashlight things, or yep. the Fillmore's and the, uh, what was the other team? One of them was the Fillmore's. Oh, dude, I can't remember. Somebody hit me up on social. Hit me up on social. Seriously, it's a Friday. Let me know. It was the the Fillmore's or some. What were the two teams? You hit that. You'd have to do. Oh, don't hit that thing. That thing's cool. You don't have to. You know that thing's it's safe. We. I mean, I'm competitive, man. We'd be running around that house, hitting all those things. That little clicker. And then, you know, things like riding a Segway for the first time. We did that, remember? Yes. Right? They, they accused yes. me of being drunk because I didn't they trust They thought Mike was drunk. Nope, it was just, fantastic. Yeah, I didn't drink at the time. And I'm like, nope, just, just tall. Really just tall. Bad on, just on tall and don't have a lot of coordination. And you had to nope. go through a little. But that was, you know, again, like interventions back in the day, they had like video games you could test that for. They were there, so the like The sum of everywhere. all thrills? I never did some of all thrills. I oh, never did because I didn't want to get sick. Fun. But I mean, just yeah, like interventions. I had so many great memories. Shame that that kind of experience is gone now. It was it was great. All right, so let's go back around. So Pam, give us some more like personal memories from Epcot. Oh, there are so so many to do. So what's funny is, um, as an agency, we're entering our twentieth year of being in business. Dang. Right? Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. crazy. Um, but I can I have had the opportunity to do some really cool things like. One of the first events that I attended as a travel agency owner was the opening of Mission Space. And it was a huge party in Epcot. People parachuted out of the pair of the parachute. And I remember Shut them coming up. down. That's they had awesome. color trails behind them. Sugar Ray and the B-52s both were at the opening event. What do they have to do with space? Okay, that's a little strange. Yeah, because Sugar Ray had the song Fly. Oh, oh okay, guys. Okay, right? okay, okay, okay. I know. Okay, um, think about, they had so many astronauts that were there, there were, yeah. at the opening event. Um, Roy, you know, was also there. Not the old Roy, the younger Roy. The younger Roy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it was just an all and all out party in Epcot for the celebration of Mission Space. I remember I rode Mission Space literally three times in a row. Now, this was oh not my gosh. gosh. I know. Oh, that Wait, was, you was, wrote it three times great. in a row? Back then it was yes. just Mission Space. Like it was just the yes. real deal, dude. There was no yes. there was no wimpy side. A hundred percent. And it was a legitimate. After the third time, I was like, hmm. 
this could have been a mistake. <laughs> this, is but, this, am I really in this little capsule? Because it is very small in here. I know. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, remember, they have that speech walking up to it. If you're afraid of small and enclosed spaces, you may want to yeah. skip this ride or nine whatever times. they say. Yeah. Nine times. And then you're questioning yourself, do I have the oh, right stuff? Do I, I, do, really I, do, right I may not I have know. the right stuff at this point. I, I have the right. wrong stuff. Yes. I legitimately never thought about being afraid of small <laughs> and enclosed space right. until I heard Gary, Gary Sinise warn me yes. for the 300th time yes. that maybe I should be. I'm like, so no. But anyways, it was really good fun. I was so fortunate to be there. I felt I was really, you know, a new-ish owner at that point. I mean, the agency was for, you know, I'm so lucky, knock on everything that was successful from the get-go, but it just felt like such an honor. Like, it still does now, like you're pinching yourself, right, that this is really your job. But I just really remember that very distinctly. It was such a cool event. I felt, I, I gotta be honest, I felt the same way when I went to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train like, for a press event. I was like, it's cool, I'm behind Gabe from uh, Good Luck Charlie riding the coaster. Right. I was like, dude, we have a real podcast. Like, we're actually here. They invited us. Rub it in, rub I'm, it hey. in, it's fine. You guys have gotten go to media events. I'm just sitting I'm here. I should, okay. I didn't really go. It was just sad it, it, that you guys are media events. It's it, fine. It was a fever, fine. it was a fever dream. Okay, Ricky, yeah, I almost yeah, puked on Cosmic Rewind, so there you go. Okay, give us another, give us another, uh, I would have gladly almost puked on Cosmic Rewind, but you should have sent me. I did it for Um, the peeps. Anyway, uh, you know, uh, some of my favorite memories, I really did go to Epcot when it was old Epcot. Um, So I do remember, you know, things like Kitchen Cabaret. You know, that's one of my first real memories of, uh, you know, Disney World where I wasn't like terrified. Uh, You know, everything at Magic Kingdom scared pants off me. Um, But well, no, I take that back because universe of energy back when it was you know was that universe of energy the dinosaurs scared the pants off me and that's why i'm afraid of dinosaurs to this day so i mean there's there's that too so yeah i I guess i can't really say it was just the magic kingdom that scared the pants off me but um you know i i do have some fond memories of of epcot besides being scared of dinosaurs um you know kitchen cabaret like i i remember distinctly as a kid you know veggie veggie fruit fruit like that was absolutely something that i remember you know growing up and you know i was young when i went to epcot you know i was um mom mom would know more you know exactly when we went but i I think it was either two or four so like you know i but the fact that those memories are still stuck with me you know are, are kind of amazing um I wish I remembered writing on Horizons and World of Motion because I'm certain that I did. Uh, I'm, you know, if we went to Epcot when I was that little, like I'm certain that I rode those things. But unfortunately, those were two things. I guess I was just so young that they never really like hooked onto my brain. Because um, even I've watched, you know, videos of them, and I, I, I don't have recollections of them, which makes me sad that you know I, I just don't remember them. But the thing that I really remember the most, of course is is figment i i remember you know journey into imagination the original version um i for some reason that didn't scare me i mean i know there was like you know the the kind of like spooky scene in there but that was that was a favorite of mine um growing up i absolutely adored you know journey into imagination and getting to see Dreamfinder and everything that that came along with that and 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 seeing figment and that was just such a really cool thing for a little girl, you know, that, that character. That's why 
um, he's so beloved to me is because I do have such very fond memories of being little like that and being connected to him. And he, you know, he was just so happy and, you know, and joyful. And, and that's, that, that was something that I really appreciated. Um, and, you know, it's just, and it's, and that's why to this day, Figment is always, always, always been a favorite of mine. And I love when they do things with Figment and show him the love and respect that he deserves because he really is a unique and fantastic character um, that I'm so glad that, you know, Disney and Tony Baxter and all of them created because he's, he's in my heart forever, you know, because of, of Journey into Imagination. And I know they updated it and the new version is, well, this third version is not like the best it's extremely dated now at this point i mean you go through some of those scenes and you're like hello 1990s um but you know besides that it's still a fun attraction and i just hope that you know when disney eventually which i feel like they will update the attraction now who knows when that update will happen um but you know i hope that they take what made figment figment and keep that into what they end up doing with the attraction in the future but um, he's getting yeah, more love I, nowadays though so he's, he's coming he back. absolutely is and you know i mean i'm i'm happy to see that he's getting the love and attention that he truly deserves so yeah good stuff well let me jump in here with some of our folks in the live chat here joining us and uh, alfred's mentioning he loved the millennium village and body wars i hated but, body oh wars. my gosh body it. wars Oh, that, that is another worst. attraction that I 100% remember. Like, I did it one absolutely. time. Absolutely. Oh, man. My I... brother and I, actually, we used to take, you know, those little tykes tables? You know, yep. the orange yeah. and yellow tables? Yeah. We had one at my grandma's house. We flipped it up, and we put, like, I think, like, um, uh, sheets over it, and we pretended that that was body wars. That's not a joke. Like, that's <laughs> legit something that we did growing up. Like, again, we remembered that attraction. I loved body wars. So, oh man, you're yeah, crazy. you and Alfred, man, because I just remember like Star Tours makes me ill, but like body and and also seeing like I'm not, I don't like seeing blood and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, no, not cool only are yeah, you in like okay. a, a terribly rough simulator, it was like one of the very I think it was the very first simulator ride that was not like yeah. synced very well to the film, so it kind of made you yes. ill anyway. But also like if somebody it's kind of squeezy about seeing like veins and arteries and blood. Like, dude, that's what's on. That's what you're doing. You're like going through like an artery and a vein, and well, yes, it was like a night. That was a nightmare. Like, I got on no, that once. I was, was like, amazing. oh my, what is this? This is like crazy. I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn. Let me off. Uh, Aaron also says Epcot's Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, was the most inspiring nighttime spectacular. I got it. That, that's where I was going with my next thing. Was I spent so many nights around the Millennium, like. 1999 to probably like 2003 2005 we started the show in 2008 so this was pre-podcast but it was just we would go down there and every and almost every night we'd almost end up over at epcot for illuminations but also we'd go over at about six have dinner whether it was fish and chips like a little you know you know quick service um back then do you guys remember they had mcdonald's they counter because we page would always yeah. get counter service mcdonald's so sure we you know sometimes get that um but we would just kind of hang out in World Showcase Promenade, and all of a sudden you'd hear the drums. Like they would just kind of pop out from three different places. You'd hear, do, 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 and all of a sudden you would like see those those big puppets. You know, like like the carnival type puppets would just like pop out of like seem from nowhere. 
like all around the promenade because this was a parade that popped out in three different locations and kind of connected and made its way around the promenade. And like the promenade came to life. And you got that like around eight o'clock. And so you'd watch that. You'd eat your fries. The fries were always better for McDonald's at Walt Disney World for some reason. They rocked. They were so mm -hmm. good. You know, and everybody else probably eating like, you know, authentic World Showcase food. We're eating yep. fries from McDonald's. You know, it was Paige. What can I do? And so, but then, you know, you'd, then you'd have your prime spot on the rail for like reflections of Earth. And there was nothing, nothing like it. Because, again, it was that time in the world right around the chain, you know, 1999, 2000. I don't know. The world felt more hopeful and Epcot felt like the most hopeful place on the planet. Like you had 11 countries all rallying together with a positive message. Future world was about technology saving us. And we believed it. We still did. I mean, I did. I believed like I learned stuff this morning, this afternoon. I had a great authentic McDonald's meal tonight at World Showcase. Like, and I get this, you know, I feel like I'm having Carnival. I'm in Brazil. I'm in you know, some exotic place with the parade that just happened. Now I'm going to celebrate the world coming together with illuminations. It was perfect. Like, it was a perfect Epcot day. I don't, Pam, you can go on to your next one, but I mean, is that not how it felt around the year 2000 at Epcot? It was just like, you were sitting in the perfect place on the planet. It felt like every night at nine o'clock. Yeah, for sure. I So I remember... Hannah, taking Hannah, this is during the millennium celebration, and my parents. So we were all there together. And I've told this story before on the podcast, but every time I think about it, it just like warms my heart so much that that parade would start and Hannah was at the perfect age. First of all, she was the kind of little kid who was excited about literally everything that went on in her life. It was like, if she did this, that was the most awesome yes. thing ever, Mom. So still like now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, got it. Got Even it. more so, though, if she tried something new to eat. I love that. I want to have that every day for dinner. Or if she met someone new, I love them. Can we see them? I mean, it was like everything. And this um, parade she had seen so often she it was really sort of conditioned because she was at that age she was always dancing and stuff when the music would start that the puppets would pull her into the parade every single time so awesome. we were there this evening with my parents and with hannah and it actually was a really slow kind of cold chilly evening so like there really weren't that many people there we were in a location where I think just about every puppet pulled her out oh. and my parents got to see it and we all saw it and were there and just, you know, took it all in. And it, it really, I talked about this, about the podcast we did earlier, but it really helped me see my parents in a completely different light. Um, it just did being able to see them, watch her and be a part of that moment was just almost I, I don't want to say life-changing because, boy, that sounds really cliche, right? But it's moments like that that do impact your life in a way that, like, you learn to appreciate things differently. You learn to look for those opportunities. And um, it, it, like, makes me, like, become very, like, even talking about it now makes I'll me emotional. You. Like, it really was. Like, I saw them different. I saw Hannah different. I saw, like, you know, what a child means in the life of somebody like 
how that, and especially if it's your grandchild or your child, you know, one of those things, or even uh, like I've seen, I've had the opportunity to see this with my friend's children yeah. and I'll get to see this with Rookie's child as he <laughs> grows, as she grows <laughs> she, up, yes. as she grows up too. But it's like those opportunities, like you really have to, um, you have to embrace those. You have to see each, each day in the life is a really cool thing. And to be able to experience it with something like that is even cooler. It is. So. It is. I mean, it was just, I don't know. I mean, I know the world's changed, but I still think that Epcot could come back to making us just, it, it just felt so just right. You know, like it, there was no, cause it had world showcase. And the thing was, I, I don't know how authentic world showcase was, but remember I was, I do that podcast for the patrons just for fun. Mike in the Midwest. And truly I've never traveled internationally. My life has been Missouri, you know, and I've done road trips, but I've really only gone to like Walt Disney world, a couple of cruises. you know, my, my international travel extends like grand Cayman Cozumel, <laughs> you know, places like that, you know, where you go on a cruise ship. Yeah, so yeah. I don't have a lot of international experience, but I mean, getting to meet people from France and the UK and Mexico and Norway in the pavilions and brief interactions, and sample the foods and see the cultures that way. That's my taste of it. And it makes me optimistic because I know it's a very, you know, disnified look at things, but it makes me hopeful that we could all work together to find common ground. Cause I think we have more common ground than you might think. And I, that's how I always feel in Epcot. I think we don't have as much of that feeling right now, but I think we could definitely get back to it. This is, I hope so. And I think that parade and the fireworks show did it more than harmonious harmonious. Great show, but I just don't think it has so much of a, like peace on earth feel. I think Illuminations was more like peace on earth. Harmonious is just fun. Yeah, another discussion for another day. Pam, give us, I, I wasn't trying to hijack your, your memory there. So give us another memory. <laughs> that was a good one though, really and truly. So I'm going to go to Epcot on the holidays and that's, um, I really love the way that Epcot looks. Um, even going back to winter lights for those of you who oh my gosh the lights of winter i forgot about those hang on i'll do some trans-siberian orca i forgot about the lights of winter those were awesome and then they got rid of them because it was obsolete technology it was too hard to run yeah exactly anyway yeah yeah for sure but um one in particular too i love the candlelight processional and for many years we always went to walt disney world for the holidays um, we spent our holidays there and I was fortunate enough to see, um, John Stamos fill in and do the candlelight processional one year. That was the first time that he did it. I saw him the first time he did it. And I actually saw him then after that too, but he was the, uh, and I had seen it probably, I don't know, 15 times with fantastic narrators really. And truly everyone from Robbie Benson to James Edward almost to Rita Moreno. I mean, I'm forgetting tons of people, David Ogden Styers, who did just, uh, just great narrators. But when I saw John Stamos do it, it was really such a highlight. He was so enthusiastic about it in a way that you don't expect people to be, especially, um, you know, I don't want to delve too much into it, but it is the story of Christmas. So we all know what we're there celebrating, right? And oftentimes people have kind of a somber notion 
about what religion in general should be. Like you have to be somber to be in it. And I will challenge you to say that there are many churches out there where celebrating whatever your religion may be can be a really exciting and fun event. And John Stamos was the perfect personification of that. He was up there having the absolute time of his life retelling this story. And we all got to go on this ride with him and if you didn't walk away from that feeling like, dang, life is awesome. And I'm so blessed that I get to celebrate this here. And what a great holiday and blah, blah, blah. It just, it was really a really cool experience. And, and I wish that everyone could celebrate that way. That's so, a great memory. That is, And I've always said, I've seen Candlelight Processional many times. I've never had a seat for Candlelight Processional. And it moves you just as che just as much from the back row, yes. from standing back by the sign at American Adventure, because that's usually where I'm watching it, because you can still hear it. The message still gets to your heart, and the, the music right. still gives you goosebumps, even when you don't have a seat. Like when you're in the nosebleeds, if you're at Bush Stadium, just saying, it still gets you. It still gets you, you don't even have to see it. No. Like if you, you can just hear, just hear it. it. Exactly, exactly. Because I can barely and see it. Yeah. Special shout out to the sign language interpreter who, yes. if you aren't watching that person, you're doing it wrong. I agree 100%. All right, Ricky, you're That's up. Give true. us another. Oh my gosh. So, you know, one of the the great things that, you know, we have done um, kind of to go along with, you know, celebrating, you know, Christmas and the holiday season and things like that at uh epcot and yeah candlelight is i mean if you've never seen it i absolutely 100 percent suggest seeing it um no matter who the narrator is you can absolutely tell that they are so honored to be there um and that's one of the coolest things and by the way i'm really sad that i just you know obviously as a recording of this the the, the people came out for candlelight today and uh mariska hargitay is on there and i'm like oh i'm gonna miss mariska i love her <laughs> on svu and i'm like nuts so like, you know, but they still get new people because she's new this year and they still get that Josh Gad is going to do it this year and things like that. So like they still get really great performers. Of course, Neil Patrick Harris is coming back too, which I'm so, again, I miss Neil Patrick Harris every time. But, um, you know, the other thing that we've done though a lot for the holiday season is we've done New Year's Eve. Um, yes. I was going to bring that when, up. We've had some rocking New Year's. I've got is the best. When I tell you that New Year's Eve at Epcot is just, it's an entire experience of its own. It's unreal. And there is absolutely 100% nothing like getting to be at Epcot on New Year's Eve. You don't go to ride attractions. Like no. that is not the point of going to Epcot on New Year's Eve. Like not at all. Not you, go to, you go just to survive to make it to midnight. You go That's to the whole goal. you go to survive to make it to midnight. <laughs> you go to people watch. You go to be crammed in with you know thousands upon thousands of your closest friends and even those not closest to you. Um, you'll be close after this, I promise. Yes. But. Um, you know, the atmosphere, the energy, the electricity that's actually in the air on New Year's Eve, there's something palpable about it. And yes, it's busy. It's crowded. It's crazy on New Year's Eve. Don't get me wrong. Lines I've seen soaring four hours long. Yep. Like I don't, I don't get in those lines. I'm literally there to experience the atmosphere. That is the whole point of being at Epcot on New Year's Eve. And I've done it where I've spent the entire day there and experienced it. I've done it where we've, you know, hung out other places and then moseyed on over for dinner and then, you know, celebrated New Year's Eve. But like, 
you want to experience that electricity. I mean, they have the dance, the, the, the silent dance parties usually in, in um, Italy. They've had, you know, rock bands in, in um, the UK. And of course, you cannot understand the incredible coolness of being in the China Pavilion and seeing fire that giant dragon, dragon. Yes. fire breathing <sighs> dragon. Yeah, exactly. That thing like, is awesome. There's just something so cool about that. And I, it's just, it, there is, like I said, there's this energy in the park that you absolutely don't get any other day. And, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a really great like Twitter account. I think it's like Epcot on New Year's Eve or something like that. They only post on New Year's Eve and it's so much fun following along because like I said, it's just this, it's party that, that cannot be matched anywhere else. And it's, it's just the, it's the biggest blast. And I, I go as often as I can on New Year's Eve because it's just, it's such a cool experience. So if you've never been, I highly suggest trying to make it down there at least once for New Year's Eve. You, just a, you will not regret it. I promise. Pro yeah. tip, pro tip though. If you do get an ADR for dinner, that way you have a place that yes. you, you get, a, get food in your belly to, to survive the night. Because there will be long yes. lines for everything. Cause I got, I got and, hungry like at nine o'clock, dude, I was in a long line just to get chicken fried rice in China. Like a long, oh line. My gosh. A long place. And I get remember, food. Remember the lines for the bathroom? Oh, Remember yeah. when it was, it was the one, there was only that one bathroom in the Amer American Adventure Pavilion at the, at the time. And like, it was a teeny tiny bathroom and like, it was hours long to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> like you can just go down to another. I'm not telling you about the secret one that I can always find on New Year's Eve. I'm not giving that. Yes, one that's that's true. There is one. There yes, is one <laughs> that I always use on New Year's Eve. I only really use it then. Okay, so I did want to echo though, because there was one that we did. Oh, it was that by the way, one. It was the race weekend. Go did ahead, I go. even? I didn't even mention the fireworks, which, by the way, are the best fireworks you will ever see in your entire life because they pound through your chest i mean you can feel it as you're standing yes. there the ground is shaking so yes the fireworks are incredible on new year's eve i'm sorry i forgot to mention that no my, it was my... that was always the greatest because they would just throw them up and like the last 30 seconds would just be just oh, shells gosh, yes. just as yes. many shells as they get <laughs> in the air true. just stuff you walk out with down soot on you. all yes. over I mean, you just because stuff you know... it's just like you just you do you just yell back like that's what i would do because i'd always live stream and i'd just be like you just hear Boo! i'd just be like Ah, because you just really hit your chest. You just got like yell back at the beast. So now, cool. of course, the problem is you definitely want to make sure you're staying on Disney property on New Year's Eve because oh, getting yeah. out of oh, Epcot, yeah. which I have done many times, and you just are like, I'm never getting out of Epcot. I might as well yeah. sleep in my car because right. I'm not leaving. Preferably a beach, yacht, or boardwalk. I mean, so you can yes. walk home. Boy, that is yes. the, that is the best money you'll ever spend that night. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I will say, the, 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 the one that I remember, the New Year's Eve, was the one that was a race weekend. Man, we went around to all the parties. We were I just remember because it was the weekend where it was cold. Remember, I had the I had the Wookiee hat on. I just remember all the pictures. They pop up every once in a while. Yep. We ate at Teppanito, I think, that we night. We did. We did. Yeah, we had dinner at Teppanito. So we just went around. It was like... I just remember, like, I looked around, and I was like, I have friends from Pittsburgh, I have friends from Atlanta, I have friends from Michigan, and we went around with, like, um, uh, 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 Malcolm's family from the UK, like, I mean, we had friends just drop in, drop out, like, the, the Griffiths were there from Florida, like, we had people go around with us for a little while, Messiah was there, I think, that night from Japan, like, I was thinking, like, how lucky are we to be at a place like Epcot where we can go like from dance party to dance party to dance party, have these great snacks, have a drink here if you want one. And just, we were literally a group assembled from around the planet 
bringing in a new year, like seeing out one year, bringing in a new one. Somebody mentioned, I think it was Aaron. He said, Epcot is the best place to ring in the new year in a hopeful way. He said that earlier right here in the chat. And I think that's exactly it. It was whenever I bring in a new year at, at home, it's like, okay, well, the ball dropped in New York. Big deal. We're in the central time zone. So I get a little bitter because we still have an hour to go. Like, but at Epcot, it feels so optimistic, right, Pam? I mean, if you felt that way it when does. you were there, it just feels like so hopeful. Yeah, I agree. It absolutely does. It's just like, you get to um, be with people who are there for the same reason you are, right? There are a few miserable folks, but the majority yeah, are, are loving life and totally just enjoying being there, regardless of whether you're waiting in line for Soren or anything else that's there. Thankfully, the bathroom situation has improved greatly. It has yeah. very much improved. <laughs> Since when we used to be going there a lot and be there for um, New Year's Eve. But yeah, it is. It's just a good thing and they usually have a little tag on to the holiday um you know show that they do in the evening so i think that helps people be more hopeful but it's a great time that if you're going to be reflect on what you liked in the past year and what you want to change for the new year epcot's place to be okay real quick lightning round because we're running out of time but i just want to give my one more memory that i have it was, we had an event that we called Storming Norway back when we, yep. probably about four or five years into the show. I want to say it was probably around 2011, 12, 13, something like that. We had a private breakfast in the Norway Pavilion, which there's a private event room. It was above Maelstrom. So we went in before the park opened. We had a bunch of listeners of the show. We had this big breakfast, you know, like you went through, we had a buffet breakfast in a private area. Then we got to go over. And do we so we got to ride Soren before the park opened together. We as did, group, right? We did. We walk, as we were walking back to Norway, we got to stop and ride Soren. And yes. then we we did Maelstrom too, I think. And too. We did Maelstrom, yeah. So, but I just remember that day, like we were in Epcot. I didn't tell anybody this, but I just remember being in Epcot and saying, like to myself, like this podcast came together because of technology, right? Because we wouldn't have these connections. We wouldn't be able to put out a podcast without technology because we get to record our voices. We get to do this with time over Skype, you know, which was a yeah. very new technology <laughs> and put it out through a thing, you know, over iPods. People downloaded it through listening mm -hmm. devices, Zooms and so forth. But technology led us to be able to have the devices to make these connections around the world. Because, again, I think Messiah was there. We had people from all over the country. I really got to know Dr. Kai that day. It was the first time I really got to meet him for the first time well. Mm -hmm. And just I was in awe that that many people came out to hang out with us for a breakfast. The, the connections that were made that day just warmed my heart that we got to have people. People actually came out and wanted to have breakfast with us in a place like Epcot, in a place that I loved. I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget that morning. It was special to me. So go ahead, Pam, one more memory before we close up. <laughs> wow, that was a good one. Um, like that, there was an event that our agencies got to do um, that we went to the GM Lounge. Um, mm. Do you remember that, Mike? They had like yep. a meal for us there and they were, you know, all of that. And that was a really cool thing. It was really just our agency there. Um, they took us up there for a private dinner and we got to experience all that. It's actually a really great view of Spaceship Earth um, from that lounge and sort of overlooking Epcot, but that was a cool one. And I really, again, appreciate that Disney valued our partnership that much to do something like that to us. It was a private area that most people don't ever get to go to. So There's lots of those areas too. And sometimes, you know, they'll have special yeah. events for like, 
GM employees get to do things there. You know, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, one of the sponsors. Yeah, so look out for those. If you ever get a chance, go to those. I know Cigna mm-hmm. has yeah, right, for their employees. Right now, there's a, a Florida, um, uh, it's, it's a, a medical one, um, but anybody can go to it. Um, and it's actually in where well, it's it's where um, Restaurant Marrakesh was, um, and uh, so right now. But and you can actually you don't have to be a part of like the the medical groups. You know you can actually um, you can join it, it even. You know I think it's you can just search it on the Disney app um, and the My Disney Experience, and you can actually go into that private lounge. So well, they had that nice area. Remember, wait, this is real quick. Uh, during food and wine festival, you could go up like in the American Adventure to that private area. Yeah, and get, that's, like, free that's sodas. Club 33 now. Yeah, I mean, that was nice. You get those free sodas and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah every once yeah, in a while, they'll yeah. pop those free areas open to the general public, you know. Or yeah. Just, yeah. Gotta be, yeah. Gotta be, you ain't getting up there now. Yeah. yeah. Club well, 33 took that over. Yeah. I mean, I, so. I go there often. That's what I'm supposed to tell anybody. But yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Great. Got it. Got it. <laughs> secret. Secret. Okay. Ricky, close this out. Give us one last memory. All right, so the last one that I'll talk about is uh, is is kind of uh, fitting because it was ten years prior. So um, we got to be in Epcot on the thirtieth anniversary. Uh, so I actually um, got to rope drop, made sure I was there for rope drop. I know who am I? I was there early. What? You. <laughs> uh, I got in the park early and spent the entire day, you know, being in Epcot, and it was just being around the atmosphere again it's a lot about atmosphere and and partying with people who understand you know what that day is about uh getting to hang out with some of my very bestest friends uh and and walking around the park and and just you know i remember we sat down and i think like a good like two hours before illuminations just so we could see that because they did a i'm almost certain that they did a, a special tag um as well for illuminations um that night um as well now i don't i don't think they're doing that at the end of harmonious this year but um That'd hey not, they may surprise us it's the right thing to uh, do disney it's it the is the right, right thing, thing to do. do it is the right <laughs> thing to do um but one of my favorite memories from that night is and i i'm not entirely sure how it happened um my my friend will clearly remind me um jay and melissa will or jenny will probably remind me of of what what exactly happened but um we were walking out and i remember we were we went into a gift shop because i think one of them wanted to buy something that had the 30th anniversary or, or they were looking for something and we were ended up talking to this cast member and um the cast member actually ended up giving all of us they had special 30th anniversary pins that you know they only they they had the discretion of giving to whoever they wanted and so they gave our entire little group those 30th anniversary pins which i still have um and i think it's it's a really you know special thing that i have because you know that was gifted to me by a cast member who just you know decided that that she wanted to gift it to us so um you know that that was really cool but being there on the 30th was really great and so for those of you who are going to get to be there on the 40th uh, again, I'm super jealous because I didn't get to, you know, come down and do that this year, but, um, it, you're going to have a great time. Um, you know, I know it's even when that was the 30th, I mean, all they did really was, I, of course they had merchandise back then they had a specialty cupcake, which now it's some, you know, other fun specialty stuff. You've got it the pigment like a, cake. It looks like a snail kind of, I think. Doesn't it kind of look huh? like a, doesn't that little cake look like a snail to me? It looks like a snail. Uh, yeah, it does look a little <laughs> like a snail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's always going to be some sort of specialty food. Um, and there's always going to be some sort of specialty merchandise. And that was almost exactly what they did for the 30th. So, uh, you know, you're it's, it's almost the same for the 40th. So it's going to be a good time. You're going to have a blast and just enjoy the atmosphere and being in the park on the 40th anniversary because there's really nothing like it. 
Yep. And the thing is, I mean, Epcot's given us some amazing memories in 40 years. You know, I didn't discover it until in the second half of those 40 years. But, man, I've had some great times with great friends, my family. And here's to another 40 years. You know what? Because yeah. this, this park is in transition. And it's going to come out of this awesome. You know, we're getting new things. We're getting new experiences. And a lot of folks, this is their... This is their normal, you know, like there's just think about it today. Folks are walking into Epcot for the very first time. They have no idea about universe of energy with <laughs> Ellen. You know, right. they don't know about world of motion. They don't know about horizons, you know, like they're going to talk about in 20 years about how cool that old coaster cosmic rewind was, you know, and, yeah. and Soren, that old attraction that they got to ride before they replaced it with something else at a decade from now. But the thing is, it is what you make it, and we say this all the time. It's about the people you're with and the memories you make, and that's kind of what this show is really about. I mean, we talked about some great things that have been there and gone, but at the bottom line is it was all about the friends we were with and the times we had. Mm -hmm. You know, those things just to set, you know gave us, uh, you know, an, an opportunity to have those those memories. But we it was really about the people we were with, and that's how it's going to continue to always be. I think at Epcot, don't you think? Yes, a hundred percent. I think that that's what it's about. And Epcot really makes that possible. So yeah. I can't wait Great. to get back. So everybody down there, make sure you share on social because I'm not there, but I'll be watching and following and taking it all in. And of course, we'll talk about everything that happened here on the show so we can bring that to everybody. But uh, happy birthday, Epcot. We're glad you're here. We love you, Epcot. We love going down yes. and having a good time there. So we are a fan of you, Epcot. Happy 40th birthday to our favorite place. All right, don't forget today's show, always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs, whether you're headed to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. The agents are standing by this weekend to help you plan a great trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, come on over to patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. Give Ricky a follow on the social media. She's at Ricky Nibs. R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S on Instagram and Twitter. Pam's at TMFLT. Pam, I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. I'd love to talk to you this weekend. And please join Scott and myself this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, Facebook and YouTube, where we open up the phone lines and take your calls and talk all things Disney. And, of course, we'll be talking Epcot 40 this Sunday night, so join us for that. But until we get together again on Sunday night, you guys have an awesome weekend. Again, happy birthday, Epcot. So for Ricky and Pam, I'm Mike. Wish you a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we go on. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.